0: Okay, back. What is it? Week five? Week four? Week five? Yeah,
1: week five, baby. Week, week five, five. Let's go. Getting kicked off.
0: Niners have their bye week coming up. Going to be really. It's a needed bye week. Early bye week. It's going to be needed though. You know, get everybody rested up. Get Jeff Wilson one more week, maybe closer to coming back. Saving that running back group. But before we get get into things, got a fun little email on my phone saying a trade was done. Um. Darsh traded for Josh Allen, gave up Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Matthew Stafford. Fine thing, but just want to say, Daniel Jones was out there and he won uh, He won NFC Offensive Player of the Week last year. I mean, last week, dropped like 29 points. Why aren't you just going to pick up Danny Dimes for free, dude? And why, why would you? Are you giving up on Matthew Stafford that quickly? <laughs>
1: I'm not giving up on Matthew Stafford. I just like the Bill's schedule. I mean, if yeah. you look at the Bill's schedule, uh, let me go ahead and pull that up really quickly. But if you, if you look at the Bill's schedule, they're going up against some really easy teams. Like, I mean, yeah, we're talking about the Chiefs this week, right? But after the Chiefs, you have the Dolphins, which they demolished, uh, and then the Jaguars and Jets. And that's all within a span of three weeks. Yeah, So I'm expecting massive points by Josh Allen to be scored on all three of those. So just from a fantasy perspective, I'm expecting the Bills to score a lot of points the rest of the season on through. They've already been a powerhouse. They they dumped 43 points on the Washington football team and then, uh, you know, held the Dolphins to nothing. I'll, I'll obviously, that was a game that two, uh, two got injured, but still they dunked uh, 35 points on the Dolphins at that point. So I'm, I was just expecting the Bills to put it up. But to be honest, this trade was originated because uh, Luke actually, he, he initiated the trade. He was like uh, Aaron Jones for Josh Allen. I'm like, hell no, I'm not giving up Aaron Jones for Josh Allen. Too many points there. But I'm like, you know, how about like someone like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? And then I was like, you know what? He's probably going to want another quarterback. So I was thinking like, do I want to give up Aaron, Aaron Rodgers or do I want to give up Matthew Stafford? And I, I just feel like I'd rather not give up Aaron Rodgers just because I know – the Rams are going to be, especially with uh, a couple of, the, uh, especially with the way that the game kind of flew, uh, the game kind of went with the uh, Cardinals. I think that they're going to be in a, th- uh, they're going to be in the thick of it. Uh, they're not exactly free and clear, the un, you know, un, un- uncontested winners of the NFC West, uh, the way that they were looking in the beginning. They're not like that. I think they're going to be in the thick of it. They, a lot of teams are going to be uh, planning, game planning around them. So I was just looking at it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll give him Matthew Stafford. I want, I want him to be enticed. And then I was looking at it. Okay. I'll give up Platt edwards Lair or do I give up Chase Edmonds? And frankly, with the way that, uh, Chase, Ed, uh, Chase Edmonds has been playing, uh, even though he's, you know, uh, he's te- technically, Competing for snaps with James Conner. I just think that the Cardinals are also going to be another offense that are just going to be putting up points on points on points. Uh, So I just thought that I'd rather keep chase Edmonds and Clyde Edwards. DeLair has been kind of unpredictable a little bit in terms of how much you can expect from him. He went from, he went from scoring roughly around 12 points a game. I think or roughly around like 12, 12 points game last year to something less than that this year. So it's just something I wasn't, very confident in so i was like might as well give it up and then make sure i secure josh allen because i expect josh allen to go uh put up lots and lots and lots of points going up and he already has patrick mahomes he doesn't need patrick mahomes and josh allen no one needs that so
0: (laughs) that's one of them goes down but yeah Yeah. their their rest of their schedule is crazy they've already dropped 240 burgers and then they got the chiefs i mean yeah they got the chiefs which is tough titans i mean i'm expecting that that
1: also to be I'm also expecting the Chiefs game this upcoming week. I'm expecting it to just be... A, I mean, we'll get into it later, but I'm expecting it to be a, like lots and lots of points. Yeah, clear. like um, I said about
0: know. the Rams-Cardinals game, how that was going to be a highest-scoring game of the year, I think that Bill's-Chiefs game is probably going to be right up there. The, the Cardinals game was basically destruction of the Rams. They got completely exposed for what I think they actually are. You know what I mean? But I honestly don't even think the Cardinals are that good either. We're going to see this week. This week is going to be a determining factor in seeing what they do because you got to give the Niners defense credit. We basically held Seattle to one first down or to like three first downs the entire first half. Besides that, like one of their last drive, like when they went and scored a touchdown, but they had like negative 11 yards of offense. It was crazy. And I was just really, it was, that was the game where the, the giants were still going to clinch the playoff. So I was like clicking back and forth. So every time the Niners were on offense, I was watching. And then every time I clicked back, I was like, "Jesus, are the Seahawks like doing anything on offense?" Because every time I clicked back, we were back on offense. But guess what? Guess what we did? Still didn't score one time. <laughs> we scored the first opening drive to Ross Dwelly, and then after that, it was a complete blank out. Uh, yeah, stupid game. Um, yeah, I'm. I think that you. That was a fine trade, but with the raining. NFC Offensive Player of the Week still on the waiver wire. <laughs> I could have just got him instead. But the fa- the um, schedule is super like favorable, my guy.
1: Um, yeah. The only yeah. So the only thing that the only thing I could have probably done is maybe I maybe I'm you know discounting Clyde Edwards-Helaire a little bit too much. Maybe he is in for a huge season. Uh, but I also just think that the yeah. You know, I I just feel like. I the Cardinals are primed to score a lot more and I feel like they're going to be utilizing the run game a little yeah. bit more consistently, consistently. And I'm able to predict them a little bit more so than I can protect Clyde cloud because I know that, yeah, he's popped off last couple of weeks, but before that he barely scratched. Te- he barely scratched 10 points in the week one. And then week two, he only, po- he only put up like two points and then fumbled a bunch. So it's just, maybe I'm discounting Clyde edge, too much, but that's what I thought. And I thought that was fair. So yeah
0: well, but but what you're talking about chase edmonds though it really stinks how james Conner's like the um goal back. yeah because he gets the touchdowns it's a little bit frustrating i can imagine that would be really stupid especially if you're like they're the entire drive and then james connor comes in the game and then punches it in that's probably kind of annoying
1: yeah this is, getting vultured by james connor yeah yeah 100 percent. because james connor had two touchdowns last week and then two touchdowns the week before that so he's definitely going to be getting those reps but yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's uh, you know, we're in a PPR league, so it's the uh, if even if you don't get that goal line score, as long as you're getting consistently around five to six targets a game, and you're roughly, you know, you're roughly either rushing for or, you know, uh, getting receiving yards of roughly around fifty, that's still consistent, reliable production. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'll take that. And then any touchdowns he gets are bonus. But so far, I don't think he's gotten any. I don't yeah. think he's gotten any touchdowns, but.
0: Do you think I'm crazy for wanting to be open to trading Justin Herbert to get more running backs?
1: Uh, Let me take a look at your team.
0: My team consists of Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, slash Elijah Mitchell, Debo, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, Washington football, Mark Andrews, and George Kittle. Yeah it's a pretty good football team. And then I have Marquise Brown and Sterling Shepard on the bench. It's a good team. It's just you have a lot
1: of receivers. Honestly, you have a lot of, you have have your top three receivers are Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, and Debo Samuel. That is like, like you're pretty much set to be honest, to be honest, you already have Joe Burrow. So I, you know, like, like you already mentioned, Daniel Jones is just sitting out there. So I feel like you could totally scream, uh, Daniel Jones, any of those weeks where Joe Burrow might not be as favored. Uh, but I think, yeah, dude, honestly, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like you need, necessarily need running to backs? trade for a running back, especially since your receivers are so good. Because, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to put in a running back, put in – That could get hurt uh, the next week. Yeah, you know, something like that. So,
0: Yeah, I, actually, I like, think I'm good. Because Ant Gibson, he's good, but he's questionable like every single week. But he uh, ends up balling out every single time. He's a stud.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we just talked about James Conner. He's available. And Latavius Murray, those two That's are facts. available. Latavius Murray is supposedly the number one back in with the uh, Baltimore Ravens right now. And obviously, James Conner is getting... Uh, he's getting those goal, run, goal line reps. So I definitely take that into consideration for sure. I just
0: have a tough time playing at, um, a Cardinals player when the Niners are playing the Cardinals this upcoming week. So, I, yeah, mm, I like that just true. is... Can you do that? If you knew that say some baller off the waiver wire was coming up and they're playing the Packers. Would you
1: pick him up and put them on your team? Just in case. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. I got to be able to profit off my teams. My you're team's crazy. deficiencies. I like, I don't know how to describe this, but like there I have been so many times. Much. Huh? I'm like psycho. When it comes to that stuff,
0: I won't pick you up. If you're playing the Niners that upcoming week, or if you're in my division and I straight up just hate you. I like won't get, I won't pick you up.
1: No, dude, Uh, like straight up, like there have been so many times over there, you know, pretty much since I've like been closely following the Packers where it's like literally we've had uh, terrible defenses in previous weeks. So sometimes, especially terrible run defenses. So sometimes if I needed a rusher, like if I needed a runner, but I I, I would take a I'd stream an option. You know what I mean? Like if uh, Aaron Jones gets injured and I need to uh, put someone out there, and I know Joe Mixon's out, I would throw out Samaje I mean, like I feel like the Packers defense is actually doing pretty well this year. I mean, discount who we've played so far. We've only played the Lions. I understand that, and now we just we just faced the Steelers. Whatever it is, I mean the, the Niners. You could probably say is the best team we have faced so far. But considering all the like all those factored in, I feel like the Packers' defense is playing a lot better. So maybe I wouldn't put Smaji Pirine uh, in there. But I'm I'm just saying in the past, uh, I've definitely. I've definitely looked at it and been like, okay, yeah, the Packers have a terrible run defense. Let me go ahead and see who's available You're from crazy. the team that they're facing. Yeah, and let me put a run. Uh, let me put a running back out you there do that if I, to if your I own. need to. If I need to, I'm like, yeah, might as well. Because I'm, look, think about it this way: like, I'm already <laughs> gonna be depressed and sad as shit if we lose the game. I'm gonna be depressed and sad as shit even more if the person ends up if a uh, running back, whoever's facing the Packers that week. Not again, not for the season, previous seasons, but whoever's. Going up against there, rushes for, you know, like 100, 150 plus yards and then drops two touchdowns on him. Right. I'm like, wow, he's available and he's on the waiver. I could have picked him up and I, at least I would have feel better. I would have feel better because at least I would rack up 30, 30, 40 points and I would easily win my matchup in fantasy for that week. That way I'm not taking two L's.
0: You don't do those things. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hey, I I just think I'm being, I I just think I'm very realistic when it comes to. Or yeah, you said you said last time I'm logical, but like that's yes, what I mean. Like, are. I just feel like I'm very I'm very realistic when it comes to my team. I, I feel like I have a good handle on like this is where we suck and this is what we're bad at, but this right. is also where we're good at. Mm-hmm. So okay.
0: Just, uh, really co- so we can talk about some more stuff and then get into some factor cap, but I've got a question for you right now. How yeah. important do you think it is for the 49ers To have a game against the division leaders right after two losses, do you think that's bad, or do you think that that's good and will keep them locked in?
1: I don't think the I don't think the Rams have had two losses. Oh, you're oh you're talking. Who are you talking about? Who who talking about the Niners? Yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah, but they haven't had two losses. Oh, you're talking about your team having two losses. My
0: team has lost two. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Team has been Sorry. Lost. They're the best in the division. They got lucky against the Vikings. But in my opinion, I think it's really a good thing that we have this type of opponent coming up because it just goes to show that we can't let our foot off the gas the entire season. Because I feel like in the in the beginning of the season, even though it's always win, we need to go one to know each week you know what I mean but if we played say we were playing I don't know some lamer team you know it's it's easier to get out of that zone so I think it's a good thing for us that we're playing the division leaders after taking two tough losses especially for Trey Lance this is throwing him straight into the fire you get to gauge where he is he's already had experience and it's kind of if you can beat this 4-0 Cardinals team that is looking unstoppable that people will think that has the potential to go 17-0, I mean, that says a lot and can lock up your starter spot, I feel like, for the rest of the season.
1: I feel like, I, yeah, I, yeah, sorry about that. I, I didn't understand. I was like, wait, who are you talking about? So no, I, I got right. lost in that, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think this is a good pulse check for you guys. I think coming into this matchup, like, you have an opportunity here to knock off the division leaders. You've already taken two straight L's, and There's a lot of other factors going in into this game in terms of like where your team has health wise. So I think this is a really good pulse check because this allows for you guys to, uh, you know, just like Niners team culture, just be able to be like, look, we're facing a lot of adversity here. The only thing that we have to lose this week is, you, you know, you literally have nothing to lose. The only thing that you guys have to lose is nothing. You know what I mean? So go out there and play your best football. At least that's, at least that's what, like, you know, from my perspective, at least that's the, that's what the message would be if I were the coach, you know, if I was probably not the quarterback, because I feel like the quarterback isn't really involved with that, but at least if I'm the coach, I'm talking to the team this week. That's my message out there. Like you have nothing to lose out there to just go out there and play your best football in terms of the way you prepare. So I think what we're going to see on Sunday is a hungrier Niners team. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, yeah, you're right. You know, you've started slow. Actually, the Seahawks game wasn't necessarily you guys started slow. You guys just didn't finish. We haven't.
0: I mean. We weren't opportunistic with how many stops that we got in the first half. And we haven't had a game where we put everything together. A defensive Yeah, you guys haven't had like a full game, you masterpiece, know? Or at least something close to that on each side we haven't quite had yet. The first yeah. half Niners was, played like the best team one of the best defenses in football against the Seattle Seahawks. We just couldn't capitalize on the turnovers on turnover yeah. on downs.
1: Yeah. So. so that's, that's where, from my perspective, that's where you guys are currently sitting at. You guys are what? Two and two, you guys have an opportunity to take down the division leaders, which would put you firmly back in to the competition. I mean, not saying you guys are out of it. It's still super early in the season. It is, this is only week five. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you guys have the opportunity, that gives you a jolt. That gives your team a jolt. And then that provides you the momentum that can carry on into next week's win and then next week's win. You know what I mean? And that and that could turn your season around, especially if – you know, based off what I saw from Trey Lance uh, against the Seahawks, I mean like, yeah, it was great. I feel like there were opportunities for him to put the ball in or to, put, uh, to get the ball, uh, to get the ball out. But I feel yeah. like he just pulled it down and ran. they are right. definitely those types, but I feel like a full week of preparation where Shanahan is literally in his ear about all the plays that they want to all, all like the plays and all the schemes that they want to draw up against the Seahawks or not the Seahawks against the Cardinals this week. Um, you know, with a full week of preparation about him, I feel like we're gonna see a much better Trey Lance. And mm. I feel like with that energy coming in, uh, I feel like if he plays really well, that's also another jolt. That's a significant jolt to your franchise.
0: So I, I, I think Trey Lance is the guy. Watching him play, like he just does everything that you would want a quarterback to do. You can tell that he's literally 21 years old, but just the way he escapes and extend plays is fantastic, and that's what you need in today's game because the edge rushers in our divi in and just the pass rushes in our division is absolutely insane. Are you watching the game right now?
1: Yeah, I just let's started. go. <laughs> I, I just have pulled up over there, but yeah, no, I I totally get that. I you know he's still. Like he's still throwing it with so much heat, man. Yeah. I think I texted you. I think I texted you. <laughs> Probably the worst joke ever. Uh, but yeah, it's just he puts too much mustard on the ball, bro. Oh yeah, the freaking
0: it, <laughs> it. I hope he doesn't open up a burger shop because he'll put too much mustard on the burgers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah, but I was. I watched that. I mean, I watched that, and I was like, dude, just he's wide open why are you putting that much heat on it like come on yeah he threw a all the debo
0: that oh i swear to god only debo would have caught because he threw it about 70 miles an hour yeah, four and feet he like, over his head and he still yeah. snagged it and brought it down i was like how do you do that he's yeah, was so like way sure-handed. over
1: his head yeah
0: what do you think like way over his head honestly god after these first four weeks you think debo he's pretty legit huh
1: yeah, no, 100% like I you know I, I didn't get to watch the morning games very much just because uh you know I I think I mentioned you had family over and stuff. So I was busy this weekend, but uh from what I got to watch of the Niners game uh, overall was like he's definitely like the guy. Like if I'm extending two players for you guys, I think Bosa comes up. I think uh, I think Bosa comes up as like number 1. You guys are signing you guys are extending him no no matter what. But I feel like of anyone else on that team that you guys are Hundred percent going to extend. It's going to be Debo saying just because he, he he's like a hundred percent that guy. I, I I'm gonna be honest. Like based off last season, I feel like maybe last season might not have been the season to you know look at it or take a proper look at him, uh, considering everything that was going on with the quarterback situation there. But I just thought like, oh, you know what? He's you know he, he flashed some potential. Like he could get it done, but he's probably not all there yet. But like this season, he's really surprised me and i think he, like he's 100% that guy. He's going to be there for your franchise. Wide receiver one, 100% a dude that you want to put next to a quarterback that can get him the ball. Yeah. And you know, with a young quarterback like Trey Lance, low salary cap number, i feel like the i feel like your team in general is primed to make a deep 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 deep, deep run uh, here in the playoffs here very very soon. Maybe not this season i I feel like the jury. I feel like the jury's not out on that. It's still so so early in the season. Yeah. But I feel like one one or two more years with Trey Lance under the belt, you keep you keep putting weapons around him. You guys are gonna be unstoppable. 100%. Yeah, because
0: it's like interesting because you know how with a young quarterback, it's important to have like a good run game to take pressure off their shoulders and stuff. But Debo is special in the fact that he is that he can provide that safety yeah. blanket but also extend plays down the field like he's like almost like that safety blanket but it's like yeah. he actually is an explosive playmaker you know what i mean it's not just a tight end that's reliable that it'll just catch like a five-yard pass you know what i mean or a running back you hand it off to people can do all of those things and then pop it for 50 yards like that's why i think he's one of the best weapons in the NFL. like even though i know i'm hella biased but no, no, I just think um, you get him the ball and you can get him the ball in literally any way. And it just takes the pressure off everybody else on the offense because he becomes the focal point. But even if you do get him the ball, you still can't stop him because he'll carry four guys in the end zone.
1: <laughs> he will. Yeah, no, he's 100 percent that guy. Um, early, early in the season, I thought early, early in the season. I feel like Shanahan does a lot of things uh, when it comes to drawing players at open you know, schematically with the playbooks or with, with this plays that he runs. I feel like he does a lot of things to, you know, open up guys within oh. the scheme itself. But oh, yeah. I thought Debo, based off what I saw this past week, and I, I, I thought that Debo was just one of those guys where you don't necessarily need hit need, need him drawn up. You know what I mean? Like he could be one-on-one pressed and get those 50-50 balls, yep. like 100%. Like he will get improved those, on that so, big time. Yeah, he, he will 100% get those. And then, yeah, you're 100% right. Like his yards after catch are insane. like his receiving yards, you know, he's leading the league and he's almost at like 500 receiving yards. And it's only I'm, I have no doubt in my mind he's going to hit it this weekend. But, you know, he's already there and it's like week five, 500. That means that he's averaged just over 100, 100 receiving yards per game. And he's already almost there. He's only like 40 yards short, 30 yards short, something like that. So I feel like everything that we've seen so far, like he's a hundred percent that dude. like he, he can get it. He's wide receiver one potential, or he's not wide receiver one potential. He is wide receiver one, but I mean, number one wide receiver in the league. Yeah. He's potentially right there. Yeah.
0: One thing that was always kind of a thing with Debo that I was like, deci- like trying to decipher is whether he can be wide receiver one and more than just a weapon. And I think, he has proved with how sure-handed he's been this year, taking yeah. a ball away from Jair Alexander, basically snagging a 70 mile an hour fastball from Trey Lance. Jesus. Like those, those yeah. ty- type of things are really important because yeah. like, sometimes in his first two years he would drop passes and I don't know how he yeah, 1v1, even though he did have some really spectacular catches, but he's showing, even though he might not be as good as it um like vertically as a DeAndre Hopkins or Devonte Adams, but he can be like a specialty wide receiver one because he still can win. Yeah. Them.
1: Once he gets the balls in his hand. Yeah. That's what it was. And I feel like the question mark for the past couple seasons has been just the fact that he hasn't been able to secure the ball in his yeah. hands, you know, like drop balls, whatever the case is. But I feel like now he's done that. And I feel like, you know, his target share is going to grow exponentially. So whoever drafted him this year, got him at a massive discount because I feel like he's easily going to uh, put up more fantasy points than like guys like Stefan Diggs or Justin Jefferson. I feel like yeah. it's, it's going to be there. It's just a matter of getting him the ball and he's going to, he, I mean, I feel like it, target share is just going to grow exponentially and he's going to get the ball a lot and he's going to score hell of a lot because just as yards after catch is just unbelievable.
0: Right. Okay. Um, I won't I feel like one more thing on the, on the 49ers before we move, start moving into some other teams and subjects. Um, Kyle Shanahan as a 49ers fan, when Trey Lance comes into the game for his, fur after Jimmy G has it, it's his ankle, right? Or his knee or whatever. Calf, calf. It's his calf. It's his calf. Yeah. And he doesn't come into the game and the Trey lance comes in the game. And then the first drive, they decide to run the ball twice to Trey Sermon or something, and then they decide to run it on third down with Trey Lance. So, And then just on top, just some of the play calling is sketchy. And as a 49er fan, do you think it's fair? I know overreactions are like overreactions this earlier kind of preposterous, but Kyle Shanahan, the whole Kyle Shanahan experience or whatever, do you think it's valid for fans to kind of be frustrated at some of the slow starts we've had and just... I don't know, some of the play-calling decisions because he has been here for, what, like five years now or something, and we've only been to the playoffs once. We did have a fantastic season, but there's just so many stupid play calls that make me... Obviously, he's so he's so creative and he draws up crazy stuff, but I don't know. Some of the things, is just really frustrating to watch. Like, for example, Jacques Patrick against... uh, I, I think it was either... It was either this week or the other week that Jacques Patrick got a ball. He got a pat like he got a handoff and then they decided to throw it back to Jimmy G and then throw it across the Yeah, it was against the Seahawks. They tried to do a trick play. But Why would you have Jacques Patrick back there? He throws an absolute floater and he almost throws, he sails it over Jimmy G's head. And then that completely busts the play. George Kittle is wide open down the field. If you you throw a strike to Jimmy G and Jimmy G gets it down the field on this flea flicker play, it would have been a touchdown. But instead you have Jacques Patrick throwing it. When you have Debo Samuel who plays catch it, with people in the stands and has an absolute cannon, and he had he play- they did that one trick play during the Super Bowl when they had Debo try to throw it down the field. I don't think it worked. Debo ended up running for ten yards or something. But why would you do that with Jacques Patrick? Why wouldn't you have Debo Samuel, who has a freaking, he can throw the ball like Odell Beckham Jr. right back to Jimmy G, and then also on a fourth and two or something when we're trying to get back in the game, Trey Lance literally grant cohen says this and he was i was thinking the exact same thing is trey lance has been our guy that we go to during in the goal line like during two-point conversions short down like we need a short down conversion trey lance has been the guy but instead we hand it to debo samuel and then he gets stopped behind the line of scrimmage like why like why are we doing that And when debo goes in motion Everybody's expecting Debo to get the ball. So, why wouldn't you just have T- Trey Lance run it? Why would you give it to the guy that everybody is literally expecting to get the football? Like, it's just really, I don't know. I, I honest, I, honest to God, even though it didn't even enter my mind before the Seattle game, but it could, like, Kyle Shanahan, low key, if we have a bad season, he could be on the hot seat. I don't know. What do you think I about that? Like,
1: yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like Shanahan is uh, easily top five coach in the league. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Offensive a Team He's on.
0: <laughs> he's a top five Gosh, offensive shit. mind in the league. I'll give you that.
1: Okay. Okay. You give me that, but I think he's a top five coach personally, just okay. because of what I've seen offensively, the way that he's able to do it, but not only, I, I will say that he's also benefited from having like Robert Saul as a defensive coordinator and not to mention defensive pieces there. Uh, even, even in Atlanta, when they went to the, even in Atlanta, when they went to the super bowl, their defense was also a, uh, was also top ten, I believe. Actually, uh, I'm not one hundred percent sure, but I, I'm pretty sure it was. But like my, my entire point is, is that he's fantastic at getting the ball out. I would say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who he necessarily has offensively. Um, yeah, hundred percent top five offensive coach. But uh, it doesn't matter who who he necessarily has behind. He's going to get the ball to, to He's going to get the ball out. He's going to draw plays. He's going to make sure that the offense is moving forward. I think that it was incredibly. Yeah. Fuck, dude. That first <laughs> quarter was God awful. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain that. But uh, I just think that the way that the way that it is, is like there's a lot of things that Shanahan relies on fundamentally. I feel like the trick plays aren't necessarily, a, a, aren't necessarily like a big part of it. But, yeah, those trick plays definitely are Factored into keeping the offense unpredictable, and yes, it does lead to instances where Jacques Patrick or whoever, Jaquez, uh, I guess, is his name, ja- yeah, just like r- where a bunch of like these random guys who he's bringing up from the practice squad for the very first time, they're thrown into it, and I feel like yeah, it's unpredictable where when you know no one expects a guy like Jacques Patrick to actually really be the one to you know throw a ball or whatever, it doesn't matter for that. But I think yeah, Shanahan it's probably probably more so to his fault the past couple seasons uh just been or not to his fault I'd say it's just been the health of the 49ers in general. I don't think that when you know when a coach is you know schematically drawing up new plays trying to innovate the offense uh you know basically like do better the next season than they did previous season, do they anticipate like oh okay, yeah. By week five, I'm gonna have I'm basically gonna be down to my third string running back. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't think he, it's hard to factor that in. All he can do is come up with a plan and then make sure that everyone is prepared as they possibly can be yeah. for to run those things. So I, I just think that as much as we want to go in and as much as we want to, you know, we might want to go go in and be like, okay, uh, Shanahan, like. He hasn't. He's. You know. He only had one good season. Went to the Super Bowl. He hasn't been as successful. And then, well, you guys are only two seasons from the Super Bowl. That you guys were just there. You know what I mean? I don't think John Lynch would have signed him to a five-year contract if he didn't believe, right? And let's just. Throw I think out everyone last believes. Season. It's just. I just think you throw out last season a hundred percent. I just think you throw that out. It pretend like it doesn't happen. I think you base Shanahan's success this season. Based off of how well, how well the team performs, how well Trey Lance performs, and I think Trey Lance is is going to be a big indicator of that because you don't trade. I don't. I, how many picks did you guys give up to move up to third? You
0: whatever we traded
1: our future. Yeah, it, basically, yeah. You, he's basically betting his future on the success of Trey Lance. So if Trey Lance, his if Cobb is in Trey Lance's if hands. for whatever reason, yeah. If, if for whatever reason Shanahan isn't able to develop Trey Lance to where to the level in which they drafted him at, right? They drafted him third overall. So if Shanahan isn't able to develop Trey Lance up to that level, to have that level of success, to be a Super Bowl winner, you know, to be a perennial MVP, essentially. Like if you're drafting a guy at number three, you're expecting those things from him, especially a quarterback. You're expecting him to be a future Hall of Famer, right? Uh, You're not going to be leveraging your entire future to do that. So I think, I think, yes, I think yes, uh, it 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 does get a little annoying at times, but you also got to look at the whole team in perspective, and I feel like that's a lot more uh, that I could say about Shanahan in comparison to the other offensive minded coaches in the league, and I'd still pick Shanahan over pretty much the entire lot. Yeah, almost.
0: I mean, I would too. It's just I don't know. There's just some things that are kind of annoying. I don't know. I I still I still like him. I think he's fine, but. Yeah, I don't know. That's enough about the Niners. It just it makes me happy and sad cuz there's just so much potential when I watch, and that last drive was so encouraging when we punched it in and Debo got another touchdown and Trey Lance kind of just worked the way worked his way down the field in extended plays. That was really awesome to see, but how much of that was the Seahawks playing like prevent, you know, <laughs> not not caring as much, who knows. But moving on to one of my highlights from last week. Uh I think there's there needs to be uh, that Taylor Heineke-Terry McLaurin connection is something that is blossoming into something very, very, very special. And I don't know. I just feel like it needs to be talked about because Taylor Heineke, not a bad quarterback. I mean, he really trusts his arm, really trusts the guys surrounding him with some <laughs> throws he makes. But that's what you do when you have weapons. You trust him to make great catches and when you have a guy like Terry McLaurin I mean how can you blame him <laughs> I loved I, I I just like how they play
1: yeah 100% like I, I thought I mean I didn't get to watch a full game I caught the last little bit that's when I got back was that last little bit when it went into uh when I went to OT I think no this wasn't the OT game Uh, No, this was not the OT game. This just came down to like the last three seconds or something like that. Um, But yeah, I think Taylor Haneke uh, 100%. uh, I definitely think he's a uh, he's definitely the Washington football team's answer at the quarterback position for right now. 100%. Uh, I definitely am not surprised by some of the production. I think that it's kind of interesting that they didn't lean into the run game a little bit more. I was expecting Antonio Gibson uh, to have a much bigger game, but I think generally speaking, uh, Taylor Heineke and Terry McMark. I think that has been probably the most surprising thing. Uh, usually when you know you take out a quarterback and put in another quarterback in midway through the season, you usually expect offensive production to go down, but that hasn't been the case. You know The, uh, the Washington football team, went against the Giants, they put up a good game against them, and ended up winning. They went into Buffalo, not so, so good of a game, but still the production was there. And then now you're in here with Falcons, and I think uh, I think this is just, with uh, Fitzpatrick being out, I'm pretty sure he's done for the season. Um, he had a hip luck, or flex Hip-luxation, hip-fluxation, something like that. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's out for the season. So I'm expecting Taylor Heineke to be that guy. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what more he can – how he kind of grows in the offense and what more the Washington football team can do. Yeah. Because uh, I del- I definitely don't want to just cast away the NFC East as a you know division, especially with the Cowboys being in there. I definitely don't want to just toss them out. But uh, I'm not going to lie, for the past couple weeks, it definitely looked like it.
0: Yeah, it's just it's um, ride or die with the defense. That's what I'm doing. I'm keeping that W on my lineup every week, except they're bye, obviously. But yeah, I'm riding or dying. I think that they're going to turn it around. The pass rush has to get to quarterbacks eventually. You got too many good players not to. Is I mean, I I just trust them. But yeah, you made you brought up a kind of a good point though that usually when you bring in more of a less experienced quarterback, and you have a guy like Terry McLaurin usually that guy's production goes down because defenses either lock him down and realize that that's going to be his main guy that he wants to go to, but it hasn't mattered. Terry's still it wide open gone. all the time. That's how good he is. He's this absolute freaking beast. And then Taylor actually dropped some dimes in there. His one uh, early in the game, he um, threw an absolute dot. It was it was in some tight double coverage, but also Cordero Patterson, he absolutely
1: mossed oh a couple god. guys. He's a stud. He dropped like oh my god! He was that was the god most that game. That was the most disappointing thing I have ever seen. I'm be a hundred percent honest with you. Seeing the Cordell Patterson pop off was so disappointing because I have Mike Davis in <laughs> two, two. I think at least two of my leagues I picked up Mike Davis later rounds. I'm like, okay, Mike Davis is going to be that guy. Cordell Patterson, highly inconsistent, inconsistent for the previous couple seasons. So. He's going to be that dude. And then to see Mike Davis get 13 rushes for 14 yards was the most disappointing thing. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm expecting, I'm like, Oh wow. 13 rushes for 14 yards. Well, I'm sure Cordell Patterson couldn't have done much better. Six carries 34 yards. And then five receptions, 82 yards and three touchdowns.
0: All of his touchdowns were, what am I supposed to do? Right?
1: Yeah. All receiving touchdowns. but what am I supposed to do with it? Like what the heck, man! Uh, but yeah, yeah I, f- I feel I feel I'm so disappointed as a Mike Davis fantasy owner. You'll be okay. He'll be he'll be fine.
0: <laughs> He's a good player. Yeah, but oh, okay. you know what's
1: interesting about that? Uh, interesting about the Falcons—they're playing the Jets this week. And normally, any team that goes against the Jets, you know, I'm picking I'm picking that team that faces the Jets. This might be the first game that I'm actually picking the Jets over the Falcons coming in. And the big reason why is because Calvin Ridley and. Uh, Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage aren't going to be going to London. They're not traveling with the team to London because of uh, personal issues. And one is an injury related. So I'm picking the Jets. <laughs> the kid's going to get a dub. I think so. Can you one.
0: imagine yes. though, you start off Oh, and three, and then if you become <laughs> two and three, your season and just becomes so much brighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, no it does you went from a like Zach Wilson to like a radiating star in just like oh my five god. seconds oh my god and then Zach Wilson's touchdown to Jameson Crowder uh, the one that the one that ultimately like won the game was just oh my god what a dot dude that kid can flat out throw the can flat out throw the ball and throw tight the pigskin baby he can throw the. I was
0: happy skin, for Salah
1: yeah, Robert, 100%. Boy, do
0: I wish he had him, too. D'Amico did great last week, though. But, yeah, I I, I, I think that... Uh, I really think the Jets could turn around. It, it, what This is has to be the first week in forever that the Jets and the Giants won in the same week, right?
1: 100%, it has to be. <laughs> That's true. I'm, I'm pulling up the highlight right now. Yeah. Uh, it was insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but, yeah. What? You want to get into some
0: factor cap? Let's do it. All right. You want to give yours first, and then I'll give you my couple?
1: Yeah, I only have a couple. Or I only have two. So, All right. So, we're getting into some factor cap. Very first thing, probably got to talk about a little bit too. But the Panthers traded for Stefan Gilmore. Yep. And that is a week after acquiring C.J. Henderson from the Jaguars. So now you're looking at the Panthers in that defense, even though they dropped the game to the Cowboys. And ultimately, I mean, they look terrible against the Cowboys. But even though they dropped the game, are the Panthers a Super Bowl contender with all the additions that they have on defense?
0: I think that that's cap, but I think that that move goes very far in terms of matching up with the bucks. So, I think that that move gets them to the playoff, Super Bowl, not sure, division title contender for Shizzle. I think that they definitely have the pieces to beat out the bucks. As crazy that sounds, but if, what's JC Horn's status? He's, he he's going to be coming back this So, season. he's coming back. You've got yeah. and then you're going to have Stefan who as much as people I feel like want to write him off is only what 31 years old in a lot of people's eyes, especially in the UFC world, 31 years old is basically a man's prime prime time to be alive. So, I mean, that's, that's a scary, that's a scary second. And then you got Jeremy chin on top of that, right? Is he okay? Is he not injured or anything. Uh,
1: Jeremy chin. No, but JC Horn, he fractured his foot or yeah, he broke three bones in his foot week three and then is on the IR uh, he's they're hoping for a late season return for JC Horn, so yeah, you're looking at CJ Henderson, Spawn Gilmore, JC Horn, and then uh, they currently have someone else on there as well.
0: Uh, I don't know, the but the guy that they originally that you have to in order to beat in basically to beat the Bucks, you just have to be able to like keep Mike Evans in line and then. Just keep Chris Godwin because they find creative ways to get Chris Godwin the ball, and he Mm -hmm. still gets the ball anyway. But if you can just minimize those guys a little bit, you can keep yourself in a ball game. I mean, if if you have to make them rely on Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, you have a pretty good chance of winning that game. Winning AJ Bouye, there we
1: go.
0: They have AJ Bouye. Yeah, Bouye is good from the Jags, right? Yeah. They have him. I uh, think oh, they can he, win the, the out. He was
1: originally on the. Yeah, 100%. Uh, 100%. I definitely think that they, this move makes their defense one of the scariest defenses in the league. Yeah. Like, if you're opposing quarterback, you do not want to be throwing against CJ Henderson, AJ uh Stephon Gilmore. Like, who are you going to throw the ball to? And I feel like you're 100% right. Panthers, Bucks. I'm going to be picking the Panthers off. On- I'm gonna be picking the Panthers on that one because I have a I have no doubt in my mind that Mike Evans is gonna get it locked up. We already saw what happened with Mike Evans when you know he got locked up by Trevon Diggs in the week one. So I have no doubt in my mind that Mike Evans is gonna get locked up by either Stephon Gilmore or CJ Henderson. So ultimately, like what are you gonna do? Are you how like how are you gonna play both sides of the field? And it's called the God. other. Yeah. Well, no, Godwin. Godwin, Who are you? Godwin's going to line up in the slot or he's going to line up wide out, right? Or line up as a wide out. Well, either or, who are you going to throw in there? You're going to have A.J. Bouye in the slot or you're going to have C.J. Henderson out there. And we haven't even talked about J.C. Horn potentially coming back late, later on in the season. I do know You know what I you know mean? mean? Not to mention not what they currently have. Like, we're talking about their secondary. Their secondary is freaking legit. Yeah, we Jeremy Chin's, by the way. I don't know if I said that. Uh, Jeremy Chin is up on the team uh, and he's healthy. I don't know yep. if i mentioned that before, but uh, not to mention that, but uh, the work that Shaq Thomason has done so he's far. Out, I though. mean, no, no, he's still in. I'm pretty sure he's still healthy. I think he's hurt. Mm, yeah, you're right. He is. He's out this week. Okay. That's trash. Uh, previously, the work that Shaq Thompson had done, had done uh, defensively, along with Brian Burns, they're locking up that run game. They are a hundred percent locking up that run game. Let's, not count what the cowboys just did to them but i 100% with what the weapons that the bucks have they have Leonard Fournette and they have Ronald Jones and they were Gio's so too, sure huh isn't joe yeah geo right? bernard he's yeah he's hurt so they have Leonard Fournette Rojo and then geo Bernard but he's injured right now and you know he'll be back by the end of the season i'm sure but look at that running back core and you're I'm sure you're probably like really hot you're probably really high on Leonard Fournette, especially based off what we just saw. You know what what they did against the Patriots and what they did previously. But I look at that and I'm like, okay, well, you saw what you saw the production that Leonard Fournette had, and then you look at the way that the Bucks played throughout the course of the season so far. Arians was so adamant against naming Leonard Fournette the starter and putting out. So uh, to the to the extent of putting out Rojo after he had just fumbled the ball twice the previous week. And then saying that they were going to split shares and never really fully committing to Leonard Fournette as a starter. So I I just think that that's not committal. That means that there's – I feel like there's a little bit more going on with that run game. Maybe Byron left – maybe Byron left, which doesn't have it all together for them. Uh, So, yeah, I'm picking the Panthers to knock them off. That would be – that would be fantastic. If you're the Panthers and that's that's what your season's looking like, uh, that's a hell of a lot better than what you – could have even possibly thought of after the way that last season ended. Now you have Sam Darnold and he's slinging him and he's running it. Yeah. And it's insane. So he's Sam's been awesome touchdowns he, in the league. Yeah. He's been absolutely fantastic for the, for that team. He's getting the ball out. Uh, he's getting the ball out efficiency. And when no one's open, he's not afraid to go and run, you know? He, yeah. He had a couple of bad inter, interceptions, but yeah. still like he's getting the job done for them. So Panthers. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Fact. I feel like they're 100 a Super Bowl contender, and I'm ex- I'm I'm picking them to beat the Bucs 100 yeah.
0: in that division. Uh, he he. Pr- uh, Sam Darnold proves that Adam Gase was just fucking
1: yeah. not the move, dude. I dude 100. And I just think like, okay, if if Sam Darnold was that good, and the Jets were really just that bad, they could not utilize Sam Darnold for that. I'm just thinking like, who else was on the Jets during that time that are probably. Do, that probably could have done a whole lot better still you know somewhere else you know I'm just thinking like could a guy like on. On I know he was just <laughs> <always> hurt though <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> um yeah dude uh I really I think the Panthers they're legit that move was really depressing because I, I as soon as I saw that in the morning I texted shared, shirt and I was like dude um for sign now must have because we need that big time <laughs> but it didn't work out that way <laughs>
1: Yeah. my friends and, i mean like they got him for a Spanish sixth show. round
0: what yeah i know
1: yeah yeah, yeah. they got him for a six-round pick like, a guy that's
0: gonna help you maybe get to the super bowl for a
1: six-round pick is well worth it even if yeah, it's just for see. one year dude um yeah and he was and he was ready for that too but yeah uh, it turns out he turns out stevon gilmore only wanted to go to the packers or the panthers devonta yeah, wanted to run home never called. yeah, <laughs> yeah never so. told. Um, my final factor cap uh, i know you have a couple more but the Steelers are done losing. Never heard of her. They've definitely heard of her. And Big Ben is washed. Factor cut.
0: Chase Claypool has never heard of losing before. So, <laughs> I don't. Um, yeah, they're not looking too good, huh?
1: No. <laughs> they are not looking very good.
0: I don't think they're going to make the playoffs for sure.
1: No, Especially, I think
0: uh, the Bengals are yeah. better than them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hundred percent. They're gonna. Could they finish in the cellar this year? I think so. That's great. I think so. So fact cap though. You think they're through? You think uh, Big Ben's washed? You think they're done for the season?
0: Okay, with all due respect. All due respect. Big Ben Hall of Famer.
1: 100%. He's okay. been
0: washed up, laying on the shore for like three <laughs> years now. <laughs> like, let's be real. He, he yeah. can't move very well. Did you see that one Picky through? He threw it right to it. It was a triple coverage, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like what are you doing? Yeah, they're done for sure. Yeah.
1: Uh, I feel like I'm definitely on the same page with you. I feel like it doesn't it doesn't matter if Big Ben was maybe even like th- maybe even like 4 years ago, say before he was washed up. If, you know, with this team, I I just don't think that they 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 got it. I just don't think they got it. I feel like the defense uh, was there saving grace a lot of times last season, especially when the offense couldn't get things going? And I feel like their defense this year just hasn't played up to it, whether due to injuries or something else going on there. Um, I just don't think they're – and then now offensively, yeah, you brought in a guy who can run, Najee Harris, uh, and he can he can carry three, four guys on him and still get that first down for you 100%. But I just think looking looking through everything, you needed, you needed a quarterback down there that could – get the ball out a lot faster. I mean, like, I don't know what Big Ben's story is. Someone was telling me that, you know, uh, apparently a couple seasons ago, he played through a shoulder injury or uh, an elbow injury that he probably shouldn't have played through. And that just like ruined his throwing arm. Uh, So now he can't throw the ball normally. Someone told me that. I don't know if that's fact or maybe that's cap. I don't know, but some of the balls, it was just a friend that told me that. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if that was true, but like the way that he was throwing the ball sometimes, it was it just it was not pretty. And I mean, like if you're juju, I would be slamming the iPad too, bro. I'd be so pissed. So yeah. I'm gonna say a fact on that one as well.
0: Okay. Um Urban Meyer, does he make it the entire season without being fired?
1: I think you have to. I think he <laughs> has to, to be honest. Do um, you think he's he gonna has make to it get the entire through season? the season. Yeah, I think he's going to make it through the entire season. If you're the Jaguars, you're not going to let him go off of. I mean, like, ultimately, like, what did he do? He left the team early. Okay. That's mistake number one. Off a loss, you're going to go, you're going to leave the team. That's 100% like a bad sign of leadership. And then two, what? You're going to f- put your
0: hand oh, up somewhere sec- Say that again. Huh?
1: Say that again. You cut out.
0: Oh, no. You're going to put your he was just hanging with a young woman.
1: Yep. <laughs> but I mean, like, but I mean, like, ultimately, like, let's take a look at that. Like all in perspective, he left the team early. He shouldn't have left the team early just after a loss like that. You don't do that. That's a, that's a terrible sign of leadership to just abandon the team. Yep. I don't care if you're playing in Ohio, if you're playing in Arizona, I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you've been with Ohio for the past 13, something here. I don't know. I don't give a shit about any of that. You're with the Jaguars now. You don't abandon the team. Okay. That's a terrible sign of leadership. So hundred percent I fault him for that. Okay. But I mean like, yeah, he goes out to a bar. He says that he's hanging out with his grandkids, ends up leaving the grandkids at home with his wife. And then ends up dancing with a bunch of girls. Like that's, that's probably like a moral thing. That's probably something that he's got to sort out. But as far as like a team, realistically speaking, that incident, the only thing I'm punishing him for is the fact that he left the team. That is, that's not a very good sign of leadership. Uh, maybe I, maybe I didn't read in uh, maybe I didn't read enough of it, or maybe I should have watched the video or something like that. But you know, just the fact that he was dancing with another woman, uh, even though he's married, even though he's married, that's like, that's a his personal issue. Uh, moral thing. It's not detrimental to the team other than causing a distraction. It's embarrassing though. It's embarrassing. Yeah, I understand, but I'm, I'm I brought this guy in at the beginning of the season for one purpose, and that was to win. Right. The part that I'm getting upset about is the fact that he left the team after a loss, and that and he's not providing but, good enough leadership for that. I think this is something that you can overcome. This is something that you can improve on. Uh, this is hundred percent something like that you can improve He's an old man,
0: on. though. Like, what are you going to do? What do you like, mean he knows what's right and wrong? And also, on top of that, is doesn't winning and like developing a culture go hand in hand. And right now without he's not really, you, help, he's not really yeah. helping that out by his players just laugh at him. Like, like that's, not, I don't know. I, it's just a joke to them, I guess. And
1: that's yeah. just kind of stupid. They have to, like, I, don't
0: have respect for him. I feel like.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's a different sign. Uh, I think that's probably a different argument there. Holy crap. Hawks uh, scored. Uh, yeah, that was defensive. Oh no, they didn't score. That was just interception. But I just think that this is something that it's it's something that he's going to learn and improve on. I think he is going to make it through the rest of the season. Uh, I think that I think they owe it because here's what I'm thinking of. Ultimately, at the end of the day, if I'm if I'm Shad can or Khan or whatever whoever whoever the owner is, if I'm looking at that, I'm I'm the owner. I'm looking at things prospectively. And here's what I'm saying. He. What his actions there were detrimental to the team in terms of just, yeah, creating distraction and then ultimately not a very good sign of leadership. Those are all things that I can correct. You know, those are all things that I can sit down, talk to, and, you know, what I like, let him know, like, hey, this is a football team. This is different than college. You can't just go and do that. Like, we're, we're, we're trying to create a winning culture here. And this, what, what you just did, isn't a step towards that. But what I'm also looking at is I just drafted a quarterback just this past April. All right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to mess up his career based off of, you know, basically doing a coaching shuffle, you know, because I'm looking at my next best option and I'm like, I'm looking at my next best option. Like, who am I going to bring? Am I going to bring Jay Gruden off the street? Now I, I saw what he did. I saw what he did in Washington. I'm not convinced about it. Yet. Who, what else am I going to do? You know what I mean? swing. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I bring, get bring. it. I
0: get, I get what you're saying though.
1: Yeah, I think he's finishing out the season. Uh, Whether he makes it past the season, I don't know. Uh, But I don't want to do the coaching shuffle when I got a young quarterback. Uh, Yeah, that was a shitty thing for Urban Meyer to do, especially when you're trying to create a winning culture here. That's originally what you were brought in to do. And then you do things to that level that don't show a very good sign of leadership, let alone a person with good morals. This is all stuff that I can move past because I can correct this type of stuff. You know what I mean? And okay. I expect I expect Urban Meyer to move past it in a yeah, I hope so and grow from it and earn the trust back from both the organization and the players. I just don't know if he makes the pass as easy.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think that he might get fired like after this year, but I think he'll probably make it the whole yeah, entire I think, the season. Yeah, yep. I
1: think uh I think when he was originally brought on, he was probably brought on for like a three year deal, three, four year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Based off his actions this past, I think that deal just got shut. That he's basically like playing for his job now. You know, maybe he was thinking like, "Oh, I got a couple of years." Uh, when he was originally like, when he was originally brought in, uh, they drafted Tra- Trevor Lawrence. They you know opened up the season and all that. He was probably like, "Oh, you know what? This this is fine. I've got a couple more years in the tank." You know what I mean? Like, I I've still got a couple more years with this team. But based off his actions this past week, I think it's going to be. Cut extremely short, uh, down to a one year, and I think ultimately, the rest of the season, he's fighting for his job.
0: Yep. The next one, no, I, I completely agree. Danny Dimes leads the New York Football Giants to a above five hundred record.
1: I think uh, I think I think you and I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, uh, or maybe in a previous episode, but yeah, I was really high on them. To be honest, I was really hot. I was really hot on them, and I feel like uh, with the way that they, the way that they performed against the games or in the games that they should have definitely won, uh, they didn't do it. So I feel like now what I'm looking at it is like they've got an extremely tough schedule, extremely, extremely, extremely tough schedule. And I'm looking at that and I'm like, okay, well now they're one in three. They got the they got the dub, or is that one and Yeah. Now they're one in three. They got the dub. uh, They got the dub on the Saints, you know, and transverse property. That obviously means that the Giants are better than the Packers now. Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think I I, I don't think, you know, they I don't think based off the rest of the record or the best of uh, the rest of their schedule. I don't think that they're going to be a 500 team this year. They should have won. They should have won against the Falcons. They did not win against the Falcons. They, they were right the there with the football Washington team. football team. They should have won that. That would have been a bonus. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like they should have. I, You know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm reading too much into it, especially with how the Broncos, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater did get injured against the Ravens, but whatever. Uh, maybe they should have won against the Broncos. And then I would feel like, oh, yeah, 100%. But I feel like going into the Cowboys, we saw, we just saw what the Cowboys did against the number one defense in the Panthers. But I just feel like
0: How it's going to be extremely
1: tough. Ironic would it be
0: if Daniel Jones' best season has, and the win loss record has nothing to show for it. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody's been saying the success of the giants depends on daniel jones's play but daniel's playing like a freaking all pro right now and they're still only yeah. have one dub. <laughs>
1: yeah and i feel like I, I feel like joe judge at the end of the year when he's going you know in the in the owners meeting and he's talking to joe Mar- or john marr or whoever uh and they're talking about how the season went, I feel like it's not going to be an excuse for him to be like, hey, man, Daniel Jones played great, but we had a really bad schedule. (laughs) Like, we drew their shorts when it came to the schedule. Like, I mean, look at it. They're playing the Cowboys this week. Then they're playing the Rams. And then the Panthers. Then the
0: Chiefs. That's their next four weeks. My upset of the week, I think that they're going to beat the Cowboys.
1: If... If they beat the Cowboys, then I have a lot more faith in them uh, against the Panthers and the Chiefs. I don't think they win against the I Rams think they can beat the Panthers. They're...
0: I think that they can beat anybody they step on the field with, to be perfectly honest. like I know that's cliche, but I think they have a decent shot of beating whoever they step on the field with. with I don't know. I like... And Sterling Shepard, Saquon. I mean, it's fine. you're fine. Evan Ingram, dude, You have a, you have the opportunity to win games. And it, it's, yeah, I have I have all the faith in the world that Daniel Jones can get the job done week in and week out. It's just, can you finish think, in the red zone, and can you win those important divisional games? Because they're always closer.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, so I'm just a cap. I don't think uh, I don't think Daniel Jones can lead them to above 500. I'm hoping they can they can sneak a couple wins against the Raiders and the Eagles. But I think my question marks are now defensively for the Giants. I just don't know. I just don't yeah. know who they have. You know what I mean? I just don't know who they have. Blake Martinez. He's dealing with an injury. I don't know if he's coming back for the season. He's out. But that's a for the oh, he's season. out. He's gone. He he's done tore his
0: done. AC. Oh man. I know they yeah. got they've got Jabril. I think uh, Leonard Williams is questionable. They've got James Bradbury. They've got um, who else? They got that Olakun. They got that one uh, Ricky. Um, they have a few other guys. I'm just blanking on their names, but they have like pieces there. But yeah, it's it's the defense is getting kind of sketchy. That's your heart and soul is gone for the season. So, heart and soul, your defense is gone. That's trash. But you want to get into some games and then call it good. Yep, let's do it. Okay. Um. Well, since we're already kind of on the topic, I think that the upset of the week, upset of the week, new segment. Giants gonna beat the Cowboys, and yeah, if you haven't, I think well, for in terms of a guy that you could pick up on the waiver wire, I mean, I think Darius Slayton's still banged up, but he's been I don't know, I don't know who the hell you'd pick up for the uh, for this game. Most of the Cowboys' wide receivers, those are already taken up. The Cowboys' running backs taken up. Um, Saquon's taken up. Uh yeah, I don't know who you would pick for our fantasy waiver wire on this one.
1: Uh, my upset of the week, and I feel like we're we're gonna get into this a little bit earlier, but or a little bit later. I'm picking the Colts. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna upend the Ravens this are uh, upend the Ravens this week. Okay. And uh, as far as a fantasy waiver wire pickup, uh, just overall for the week, I'm gonna go with Michael Carter. I know that he's still available in a lot of leagues and uh he i mean based off what we saw against the titans i feel like he's going to get a lot of carries he's kind of cemented himself as the back for the new york uh new york jets and i feel like against a weak matchup like the falcons i think he's just going to feast so michael Carter, pick him up boys
0: okay so you, you okay you've got you you think that the wait were you were t- okay you think the jets are going to beat the falcons yeah, yeah okay i think that's your jets, upset yeah. of the week no, uh, your upside is the Colts.
1: Colts, yeah, my absolute is Colts. I'm just, uh, I just said like overall fantasy, fantasy pickup of the week.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be okay. To Bills, it. Chiefs. I'm going with the Bills on this one.
1: I'm also gonna go with the Bills on this one. I feel like, uh, I feel like the Chiefs just have too many question marks on defense, and I feel like the Bills are just gonna capitalize on. Yeah, I think what's been interesting so far is the spread. So far, I feel like Emmanuel Sanders has been getting a lot, a lot of the. He's been incorporated into the offense very well, and yep. I feel like he's been getting a lot of the target shares. That's well, a fact.
0: So. Um, yeah, he's he's been phenomenal. Josh Allen loves going to him, especially deep. Crazy. Yeah.
1: Packers, Bengals.
0: I am think we're going to see a good outing from Joe Burrow here, but I think they're ultimately going to lose
1: 35-28. Yeah. Uh, Bengals, I'm expecting a very good game. This is going to be very tightly contested at 100%. Bengals uh, go up anytime. early. Anytime the Packers face the Bengals, or yeah, anytime Aaron Rodgers has faced the Bengals, it's always been a really bad game for him. Uh, uh, it's statistically, I don't know about that statistically, but I've always watched those games and I I know that the Packers suck against the Bengals. So I'm expecting this to be a very, very tight game. Uh, I'm going to go 31 uh, 28, field goal, final drive, field goal win uh, by the Packers. Uh, and I'm expecting Joe Burrow. I'm expecting Joe Bird also. Fantastic game, so. Yeah.
0: I think that the Chargers are going to get by the Browns for sure.
1: Oh, 100%. And one more thing really quickly about the packers bengals Oh, really? Uh, packers.
0: You think that they're going to get by the Browns, Sarge?
1: Chargers? Yeah.
0: What happened to the Browns being the best team in the AFC?
1: Uh, <laughs> that was pre-injury. That was huh? pre-injury. That pre-injury was pre what? Pre-injury. Baker Mayfield. Oh, pre- Baker Mayfield? Her? Yeah, she tore torn i don't know if you're being sarcastic or not
0: he's heard dude i <laughs> haven't been following any yeah, I his, uh, <laughs> uh
1: yeah baker he has a torn left labrum. room what so yeah he's been going out there with like a he's been going out and practicing with the sling like he's still he's still playing this week he's still playing this week but i still think the browns are gonna be good but I he's still playing that, yeah he's still playing because it's his left shoulder oh it's oh. on his right yeah, so he's still going out there with like a sling and everything. Or not a sling, but wow. like a you know what I mean? Like the little uh like the black. Why thing haven't I not heard of this? It. Uh it just came public today. Oh like it's been it's been going on for like the past couple of weeks now. So it's been making it's I think the Browns okay. Uh one more thing about the Packers Bankles really quickly, and then I'll get <laughs> to the Browns Chargers. Okay. Packers, they're playing without Jair. Uh, defensively, they're playing out without Jair. They just signed Jalen Smith. I don't expect Jalen Smith to see the field too much oh, against Jalen. But but the Bengals are going to be most likely playing without Joe Mixon. So that means that the Bengals Amaji. are going to have an issue with the run game. Yeah. Mr. Amaji Piran. Uh, I, that means that the Bengals are going to have a little bit of an issue with that run game. And I feel like the Packers have been doing really well against weak rushing attacks. Yes. Um, so, so far this season. So far this season. So I feel like I feel like it's going to be a really good mashup uh, for Joe Burrow to put up massive points, or at least uh, you know throw throw it a lot. <laughs> I feel like that's what the uh, that's where the game flow is kind of headed towards. He's going to be targeting the pack secondary a lot. So, oh, and then Browns Chargers, yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield. The fact that he has not been able to throw the ball as well, and that is because of his injury, um, whatever limitations not you know his shoulder or you know not being able to have like full full utility of his left shoulder has on his throwing motion whatever that limitation is oh yeah I feel like, like that's his been impacting like throw yeah so I feel like whatever whatever limitation that is it's definitely been seen because he was not able to connect with Odell Beckham wide open down the field uh, for passes longer than I'm gonna say like 15-20 yards and any of those wide open throws that we were seeing in the beginning of the season he's not been able to hit that and what that is is what that is causing is that forcing a lot of the pressure on the running uh, on the rushing attack more than there ever was so I feel like I've, I'm picking the Chargers to win this one uh, although I'm still I'm still really high on the Browns um, I'm still really high on the Browns for the season though
0: okay all right and also I just realized you're uh, high on crack because the Colts are not going to beat the Ravens I can guarantee you that right now my guy.
1: <laughs> no, nah, I'm still picking the Colts, man. No.
0: I'm picking the Colts. <laughs> they are not going to beat the Ravens, dude. The Ravens just beat the Broncos. The Broncos, one of the better teams in the AFC West. There's no way, dude, that the Colts I, I,
1: I'm I'm feeling it, bro. I'm feeling there it. I'm feeling the Colts z- on this one. I will what this, I, I want to make a
0: bet with you. Like what what should I do? Like I I am so con- I will trade you Justin Herbert. I swear to god. <laughs>
1: I will terrage <laughs> you, Justin Herbert. I don't I don't need Justin Herbert. Let me let me take what a look at real quick. You want Debo? Let me t- I want Debo. Okay. Wait, no, I, I don't need Debo. Willing. I don't need Debo.
0: I'm willing to put my favorite player in the National Football League on the line. I'll take Debo, actually. Fuck it.
1: I'll take Debo.
0: I'm willing to put the best. Actually, JK, I'll give you
1: Marquise Brown. I don't want Hollywood Brown, bro. Why do I want the, why do I want a player? Why do I want a player from the team that I think is gonna lose this week? Because I'm going to
0: rub it in your... Oh, wait, JK, what? Wait a sec. How would this work? I
1: don't know. <laughs> that doesn't really make any sense. Um, pick a, pick let a get, player. Let play. me get T-Mac. T-Mac. Let me get T-Mac. Terry McLaurin. I'll pick Terry McLaurin. And if <laughs> I and I if I'm really going to put my money
0: where my mouth is on that one, dude.
1: Uh, <laughs> Terry? Come on, bro. Hey, uh, come Jake, on. Right the, this this seems... I, I want to... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang, really quickly. <laughs> this really is a quickly. bad... This yeah. is a win
0: lose like no or whatever you call it. This is Yeah, like, but I mean like if
1: you, you Yeah, but I mean like you really think that the Colts are going to do that bad against the Ravens. So, yeah, I, I want I want the bag for that one. Right. I want Terry
0: McLaurin. <laughs> Terry, a freaking McLaurin, dude? <laughs> Terry, I love you, dude. Young, you're a young captain. I just I love Terry McLaurin. He's so good. But I, Wow, I, I just did that. I'm picking the Colts. I'm
1: Let I'm still know. picking the Colts. I know. I, I, I know are picking the gold. gold. Wow, dude, the Ravens better win. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I'm, I'm I'm picking it, dude. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why really quickly. All right, the what's this can sound really crazy, but the Ravens don't have a like a really good rushing attack. They just brought in Le'Veon Bell. Latavius Murray, and then they are uh, sorry, they have Latavius Murray. They're doing Levy on belt for the for a
0: second. When you meant rushing attack, I instantly thought of pass rushing, and then you start ranting, ranting, ranting naming off running backs. I'm like,
1: Wait a <laughs> 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 no, but that's what I mean. Like, uh, Latavius Murray, Tyson, uh, Tyson Williams for the beginning of the season, they put they didn't even activate Tyson Williams for this past game, so they just ran it with uh, Latavius Murray. I guess it doesn't really matter if you have Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's healthy, but Lamar Jackson has missed the past couple of days of practice. He he just hasn't practiced, so I feel like what we're going to be seeing, and maybe he's doing his own practice thing, whatever. Maybe if Lamar just doesn't play, bets maybe he's over. just getting healthy. Okay, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Lamar doesn't play. Bet's over. But I'm I expect Lamar to play this game. That's that's the thing. I'm yeah. I'm expecting Lamar to play this game, but I feel like. What the Colts have done a really good job of is exposing teams that don't have uh, that aren't as solid with the run game. They've lost to teams. They've lost to teams uh, so far, They've lost to teams with uh, a really good rushing attack, but they just won against the Dolphins. The Dolphins don't have rushing attack. So, you know, the Rams, the Seahawks, Seahawks, you could say, you know, they beat them over the top and they had Chris Carson, Chris Carson popped off, but the Rams, they also had Sony Michelle. Uh, I I think that was a Sony Michelle game, not Daryl Henderson. Maybe that was the Daryl Henderson. Nope. That was the Daryl Henderson game, but even then they have not done it. So, what I'm thinking here is that they're going to exploit the fact that the Ravens don't have a rushing attack. And what they're going to do is they're going to probably play in, like they're probably going to be playing nickel for or nickel formation pretty much the entire game, yeah. you know, probably, put probably, probably even dive sometimes. You know what I mean? Like they're going to, they're going to force Lamar to throw the ball, especially if the Ravens can't run. So I'm expecting the Colts and I feel like that's why I think the Colts will win.
0: Do you want, do you want something that'll change your mind according to fantasy sure. football? Sure. Ready? Yeah. Jackson practiced fully Thursday and isn't listed on Baltimore's week five injury report. Um, Ryan okay. Mink of the Ravens official site reports. I'm 101% Jackson said, AKA rest in peace, <laughs> rest in peace, cold
1: to defense,
0: rest in pizza. Cold to- I mean,
1: Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it a hundred percent, but I know he didn't practice the past couple days. Yeah. He didn't practice the past two days, so I, I, I do know that much for a fact. Whatever's going on, maybe they're not disclosing it quite yet. Whatever the situation is, uh, I know he's also negotiating his contract. So I also know that he's currently negotiating his contract to uh, become essentially the highest paid quarterback, and he's negotiating himself without an agent. So what that I, what I'm thinking here is he's going to keep he's going to be keeping that in mind keeping that in mind when he's having to. You know when he's thinking maybe you know he's gonna put tuck it in and run. I think he's gonna keep that in mind. Okay, uh, going forward. So I right. still think of the Colts, man. I, th- I, have a, I have a really good feeling on this one.
0: Okay, all right. We'll come back to this next week and see who's right and who's wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, finally, go for it. Arizona versus one of the most inconsistent teams in football. Uh, who are you gonna
1: pick? Oh, I'm taking
0: count? the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going 27 to 23. Impact, 27 performer. To 23. Impact performer. Impact performer. Yvonne Kinlaw. Two, two sacks.
1: <laughs>
0: <Okay>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Bosa, he's right there. Uh, no, uh, 100%. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cardinals on this one. And my primary reasoning is just because the 49ers don't have a secondary. So. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> <laughs> we did good against
0: the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Drake and you guys did, good. did fine. Jimmy Ward, Jacowski, Emmanuel Mosley, Diamondor Lenore. We're yeah, not that, that bad. I think you guys did good. Um, Considering what we have, we did fine. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. You guys are probably overperforming for what you guys have. Um, but I think just taking all that into consideration, I feel like the Cardinals, their offense is just doing too, too, too good right now. It's going to be a fun they're, game. What's the score fun, for fun. you? What's
0: your score prediction?
1: Uh, 31-21. I'm expecting Trey Lance to struggle a little bit in the first quarter. You know, kind of like ease himself into the game a little bit. He's this is the first game he's going to be starting, starting. So okay. I'm, mean, I'm definitely expecting a little bit of struggle in the beginning, but I think he's going to start kicking things off in the second half.
0: Okay. All right. I think Sacklin's going to go off against the Cowboys.
1: Against the Cowboys.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, Galladay probably going to keep it rolling. But you know, I wanted to mention one thing. The announcers. Not. I mean, like, I don't know. Obviously, Kellen doesn't know Kenny Galladay, but I can't imagine. I I mean, obviously, he loves his teammates, I'm assuming, but he probably didn't mind the fact that he was the only wide receiver really on the field for these past like couple weeks because Darius Slayton's down and Sterling Shepard, Daniel Jones' favorite target, is out. And so once
1: they just brought in in Ross, John Ross. Johnny Boy. Yeah, so speedster. And Kadari's Tony's healthy, so. Yeah, they Um, haven't really found a way to get him going.
0: Is Saquon okay? Like he's healthy, right? Yeah he had a good run. I mean, he, had uh, 13 a good carries.
1: he had 13 carries for 52 yards against Didn't he have like the, a 56 uh, yard Saints. touchdown? No. No, he had the he had the game time. Or no, like he had the game winning touchdown run. Uh, but before that, Falcons, he rushed for 16 times. Before that, Washington. So I feel like he's not necessarily dealing with a he's not necessarily dealing with like a uh snap restriction or anything like that i feel like he's kind of, he's pretty much full go yeah uh 13 to 16 just varies depending on what's going on and he's getting about 50 yards so nice not quite the saquon we expected or not we expected but not quite the saquon he was pre-injury but he's definitely getting up there
0: i think that Jamison crowder
1: is going to go off in london
0: He's gonna go like twenty five points or something. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's gonna have a good game.
1: Nah, dude, I was so impressed. Probably about any other throw that I've seen from a rookie this this year, I was so impressed by Zach Wilson's uh, touchdown throw to James Crowder or whatever it was to win the game that that game winning touchdown he had. I've actually never seen it. Oh my god, let me pull it up for you. It was so. I was here. I'll look it up on my phone.
0: I'll look it up after. It's okay. We can, we can end this sucker so you can watch the All rest right. of the game. And what, what time is it? it's eight 22 there. That's not bad.
1: Yeah. I got got to go make some dinner.
0: Okay. So. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to look up those jets highlights because I've been meaning to because Zach Wilson, he looks smooth and like, he, he has like so really good. fluid movements and stuff, but he just, they obviously haven't been able to put it together. The good, cool Dude, thing is they get If they start
1: putting it together, yeah. If they start putting it together pro, I'm so. I don't oh, know. If under seven wins maybe, uh, for the Jets. Under, under seven, but I think oh, right. I'm gonna five? Think right at right at six, five or six. Six. That's yeah. a
0: good season for Robert.
1: Yeah that's right a good. There. but honestly good they, honestly honestly they beat they beat the falcons this week they go two and three and i think they dropped the next four playoffs and then they and then they went they win. they went out that'd be insane playoffs, playoffs no problem <laughs> too much for playoffs too much for no not for this year, not this year but dude zach wilson bro i am hot on zach wilson more than any other quarterback in this uh in this draft and i feel Tony like rama loves that. the guy yeah, dude, I, Tony Romo loves the guy. I fucking love the guy. <laughs> I honestly, like, most Packers fans, like, I, you know, I was going through Twitter. Most Packers fans were pissed that we had to watch the rest of the Jets-Titans game because it we went to OT uh, before it could get switched over to the Steelers-Packers like game. It? But I was just like, I was ready for it. I'm like, yes, I going to, I, I, I to watch more Zach Wilson. Yeah, my dad doesn't understand who I am
0: because I get up in the morning and watch the freaking Washington football team. That's I roll out of bed <laughs> on Sundays and watch Washington. <laughs> football team like who who even are you dude it's like the most boring (laughs) game like the Chargers are playing the Chiefs or something and I'm watching the freaking Washington football team against the Falcons (laughs) like it's the most boring it
1: ended up being a good game like at the
0: end oh yeah because Terry McLaurin, and Antonio Gibson are their only forms of offense really and JD so it's fantastic for me I love watching it but yeah every other throw seems to be the number 17 so it's like awesome
1: yeah I just pulled it up Bro, I'm so impressive, dude. It's insane. I was so impressed by that. You're late. It was. It was just behind. It was just behind. Oh, okay. What? What's up? Okay, so it was actually. It wasn't Zach Wilson, Jameson Crowder. The Zach Wilson, Jameson Crowder was the one that ended up uh, tying the game to go into OT. But it was Zach Wilson to Corey Davis. That throw was just, oh my God. I hope, I hope, I hope he's like sticks around in the NFL and is able to, I like turn the Jets franchise around with Robert Sala and Michael Floor. You know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a hoping for the best with that one, man. Right. But that throw was just amazing. But. Yeah. All right, bro.
0: All right. Later. Have some good dinner, my guy.
1: All right. Later. Bye. <laughs>